All right, we're back in the closet. Not in the closet. Michael's here. No Ange. Which by we're the making way, this a habit. Which, by the way, my daughters, when I told them what I was doing, they're like, okay, has no one figured out the double entendre? I'm like, yes, they're a very straight couple. I have no idea, but it was literally in the closet at one point. Did you explain to them why? Yeah, I said literally they were... They have such a beautiful, roomy closet that literally when they started this podcast, it was in the closet. Well, and our Nate was younger, too, and we couldn't get quiet. We okay. had to lock this. We had to shut this door, the bathroom door, and the closet door just to actually. So, sh- keeping it simple, which is what I do, she's like, what are we going to call this? And I go, oh, we call it in the closet. She's like, yeah, that's great. Which is why the Runyons come up in every search for podcasts by the <laughs> gay and lesbian community. Which, it's a great community to have on your side. You're like number seven in the popularity among gay and lesbian community. You know? I love it. Are I, we really? Why not? I hope so. I don't know. Well, I mean, I was kind of getting excited. I thought, hey. Oh, God. <laughs> Makes no difference to me. Anyway, that's not what we're going to talk about. Unless you want to talk about this. No, I'm Is good. Is something you need to tell me? No, no. Nope. I'm good. We're good. Because, you know, Ange and I will... Support me. <laughs> I was going to say carry on without you. <laughs> no. You're just a favorite potato chip. You're not the only potato chip in the, in the bag. <laughs> just remember that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So we are recording this at the end of 2020. And what a year 2020 has been. It's kind of been different. A little different. <laughs> Boy, talk about underselling that. <laughs> it's, 2020 has been a little different. So, everyone talks about how much 2020 has sucked. And it has. It's been some good things. Right? Right, yeah. It's, so, it's let's start with the obvious. What were the three things about 2020 that, in your opinion, sucked the most? What sucked the most about Just 2020? What sucked the most? And not the fact that there was a coronavirus, because duh. But like, just about 2020 in Toto, it could be on a small level or on a big level. But if you had to write on a board the top three things that sucked about 2020, what would they be? One, for me, it would be that it was an election year and I had to, and we had to listen to all this crap by two buffoons. At the, at the presidential level, I won't say at the local level, but the presidential level is just such a shit show all year that that was kind of a negative thing because all the idiots come out, right? And I'm talking about on both sides. I don't know how many people I muted on Instagram because it's like, if you don't support Trump, you're an idiot. If you don't support Brad Biden, you're an idiot. I mean, you can't categorize a whole half of a country as being idiots. I, I, I Actually, yeah, you can. I think anybody supports either side or it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I'm just, I hate politics, so that's one. All right. Right? We can dive deeper into any of these. but No, I, I, I get it. Yeah, we can definitely dive deeper into that. I'm trying to think what else has really sucked. Even on a personal level. Hmm. I will, agree, I will agree with you that I'm not going to say the fact we had a presidential election. No, I'm talking about the but, presidential election we had. I'm okay with them usually. But 
the tone and tenor of the campaigns, the political campaigns this year, would be on my top three 2020 suck list. Because I do think that this one was different. And this one was certainly different than any we, in our lifestyle. Different in tone and tenor. And part of it, like you said, is because there's this sense of if you're not with us, you're against us. Right. On both sides. And this kind of hyper-hysterical, we're at the end of times if you don't vote for blank. Yes. And... It's what we talked about last time on podcast, and it's about how our children act, right? And, and they're yeah. so one-sided on things. And then you watch it all year about grown adults. And, and what, for me, was disappointing when I say this election cycle for 2020 was, is on my suck-it list, and tone and tenor of it is, and, and you know what I do for a living, I depend on logic, and reason and facts. Logic? Right. Logic. And so what was disappointing to me on both sides is that you have statements made, arguments made, positions taken, but if challenged to to either present proof or evidence to support your proposition, your statement, it's sorely lacking. And just some of the statements and conclusions and positions taken that fly in the face of demonstrable evidence and proof. Logic. Again, I think that for me, the number one 2020 sucked is in a, in a way that I haven't experienced before. Those who just absolutely reject logic and reject facts and reject intelligence and reject education and reject knowledge. And reject intent. Simply have have come out of the woodwork and expressing themselves and have a loud voice like never before. And I confess I have difficulty dealing with that. I think that's just... that's. A good quality to have difficulty dealing with. Dealing with that. I can't. Again, I'm trying. I'm trying to stay apolitical here because it's on both sides. Oh, it's absolutely. Uh, Personally, I think it's more on one side than the other. I do too. But just, it's running into my own limits. (laughs) My own. My own shortcomings. Like I, I don't know what to do with you. If we can't talk logically, and if we can't say what's the proof for that, what's the logic behind that statement or position, if we can't do that. I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what to do with you. I don't know how to have a conversation well, with you. That's the problem with social media, though. And that's where they have these arguments and they start and then you try to have them in person and it doesn't work the same way because people ask questions back that you have to you have to answer. On Twitter, you can just go out there and be an ignorant, have an ignorant mindset and throw out your opinion or attack somebody and, and just ignore any opposition. You know what I mean? And not... Well, not only that... And then there's but, a cancel culture. That's probably the second negative for me this year, which I know it's been going okay, on a while. that's a good one. But it's horrible. It's gotten so bad that people make a mistake 
And I'm talking about horrible mistakes. I'm talking about people just because they're on one side of an issue or another, they can be canceled. They can be removed. They can't, you know, like us, we can sit here and talk about almost anything. And, and I'm a guy that will put my foot in my mouth. So if we, if we actually were on some network, I'm screwed, right? Because you'd have somebody in your ear all the time saying you can't talk about that. You can't talk about that. You can't say that. Well, not just this, but back when I was teaching history, I at a local college level, uh, I would teach U.S. or I'd teach world history sometimes, from 1500 forward. And my first class every semester when I was teaching that course was I would put Christopher Columbus on trial Ooh. for crimes against humanity. Well, yeah. For what he did and what resulted from his actions to the Arawak Indians. Right. And just for context, the Arawak were the Indians that he came into contact with on, um, in the first island he came to in the Caribbean. And Genocide, then of course he, right? I mean... Not only his own actions in proselytizing the Christian faith, and he was a Catholic, he was a devout Catholic at that point, but also all the Europeans introducing diseases for which the Native Americans did not have any sort of immunity. That's kind of going down to biological. They had been so isolated from Europe for so long that between some odd voyages by the Vikings a thousand years earlier, a thousand years and earlier, uh, to like Newfoundland and right. Northern, yeah. there hadn't been any contact with between anybody on the European continent and anybody in the Americas for at least a thousand years and for the Arawak Indians in the Caribbean much, 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 much longer. As wow. a result of which, when the Europeans came and introduced diseases, and there's a fascinating book out there, I think it's called 1491, Okay. And it talks about uh, it talks about the fact that all these diseases came to America with the first Europeans and actually it might be fourteen ninety two, but so that when the when the I think it was the pilgrims first came, when the pilgrims came, they actually introduced disease so that when the Europeans started to come to the continent, disease had run so far ahead and so decimated not only Native American populations, but the decimation from the disease and the death and suffering was such that social fabric, the political fabric, the tribal fabric was breaking down. So basically it was easy pickings, if you will, for mm -hmm. Europeans when they came to the New World because disease had run out ahead like a fire wow like you you put a match down here and the you can't walk fast enough the flame will outstrip you that's what happened with really disease. that's fascinating so i put him on trial for crimes against humanity so not not only for his own treatment but for introducing disease which decimated and introducing the idea of slavery and all that stuff and it's actually a fun exercise. We put him on trial, have two students prosecute, one defend, and we take a vote. And I don't care how you vote. I, 
that, and I'm fascinated by the comments, but the purpose of the exercise is the dangers. I'm not saying don't do it. I don't, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but the dangers of judging historical figures by present standards. Isn't that something we do now that's pretty... It's absolutely tied to cancel culture. Yeah, it's kind of harsh. And I was watching a show yesterday with Kevin Hart on it, and Kevin Hart is, to me, like the perfect example, yeah. where he was doing, what was it, the Emmys? Grammys, Emmys? Oh, that's right. A couple and years for, ago? for something that he had done 10 years ago, that by 10 year ago standards might be considered funny, but in 2019 was not as funny with the Me Too movement, with just different... Yeah, yeah. So he was out. And I'm like, that's the perfect example of what I was trying to talk to my students about because there's, you know, every year around Columbus Day... Such ignorance, though. There's, there's a lot of angst about, should we be celebrating Columbus? Should we have statues of him? Should we have towns and cities, etc.? You know, every state has a town called Columbus. One state, your state, has a capital named after Columbus. Um, the danger state. in judging him in 2020 for what he did 500 years ago... It's, and what it's he did five hundred years ago was super non-controversial and as controversial then as you and I at driving to the store. It's right. Like, well, yeah, right. That's it. Well, that's what they did. They conquered, right? They proselytized. They conquered. They. But that wasn't a bad thing. That's what you did. That's what you were brought to do. And so again, I'm not saying that we shouldn't judge them by 2020. What I'm saying is. Be conscious of what you're doing. Be critical about what you're doing. Right, I hear you. And that's what 2020, for me, brought home. And that's related to can to your cancel culture. Cancel it really culture is. Number two and, is yeah. the, the failure of critical thinking. The have complete you, breakdown of critical thinking. Have you read Empire of the Summer Moon? No. You've got to read that. I'll find that book for you. Actually, I may have it someplace. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. You'd like that because it's it's about the Apache. Okay, so I have two out of you that sucked. And as often happens, you and I start someplace. I had a few of these. We go down rabbit holes. Yes, that's what we do. Um, but I'm gonna related to that for me the breakdown, complete, total, on a mass scale and in a public publicized way like never before breakdown of critical thinking smart critical thinking and by smart I don't mean educated you don't have to be educated to be smart and no, if you're educated not. that doesn't mean you're smart absolutely not so smart critical thinking just a complete breakdown of that well and to me that's something that the media has really capitalized on and they make a lot of money off people not being critical thinkers and not really I mean because if, if you look at Fox and CNN to me they're not they're not they're not unbiased news sources well no absolutely not they're entertainment news so they they are there to make money that's why these guys are yelling they haven't they have an agenda and then they, they then people will say well but they they still give a you know still talk negative about Trump in this area and that area, but, you know, like Fox News. 
or CNN or, you know, like they'll try to give them points for not and say they're biased. They're not biased. But it's insane to me that people take that as their news. I mean, I, I pulled up an article the other day. I saw an article on my phone and I like to read articles and I opened it up and it said it was CNN. I immediately blocked, X'd it out. I said, I will not poison my mind with these networks. I don't care which side it is, CNN or Fox. Because maybe BBC, you know. But I mean, I feel like there's a lot of manipulation. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not as educated with the news. But it seems like everything I read that's from those guys, it's to scare me. Or to get me convinced of something, if that makes sense. And I, I don't know why I'm going down this road. I don't even like this road. But my point was that's something I think I'm along the lines you are with the way the world has gone this year with cancel culture, people not even looking for facts. Like, what did I hear about? And not to get too tied up on the coronavirus, but that's what I heard the other day. Out of 94% of all deaths that are attributed to COVID, 94% of them had 2.6 other morbidity factors. But that's never mentioned. Ninety, So 6% people out of all the deaths that died were considered didn't have cancer, heart disease, obesity, diabetes. But 94% did, had multiple things other than 2.6 other, almost three other morbidity factors that they, that just like kind of the asymptomatic is asymptomatic just is it I'm I'm everything I keep seeing about like asymptomatic seems like everybody that's asymptomatic is just healthy or is that a misconception that I'm seeing out there well you're not healthy asymptomatic simply means you don't show symptoms despite the fact that you have the virus you can still have the virus be asymptomatic and you can still transmit the virus to another and be asymptomatic right. i mean what understand that i mean right. i right I, I was just you've, you've gone down this path i you didn't want to go I, let's go you want to go down this path i don't know all i know is because this is this is for me this this would probably be the third thing about 2020 that sucks covid or just the way People the fact it. that we have, as a society, which mirrors what has happened with government at the local, state, and federal level, yeah. we have, as a society, chosen to politicize yes. public health and science. Which is not to say that public health and science has not been politicized in the past, or that local, state, or federal governments haven't politicized public health or science in the past. Right. But in the face of a novel, if you remember for a long time, it was called the novel coronavirus. Novel meaning new. New, right. Not before been encountered. Right. That we have chosen to go to the nth degree in politicizing 
Yes. Everything about this coronavirus, I'm trying to be very careful here to stay as apolitical as I can. To me, that sucks. It does suck. Because, for instance, early on, Trump foreclosed flights from China. Is that a good thing? Absolutely. Did he act too late? I think he was probably a few days too late. Now, do I lay a huge amount of blame at his doorstep for being a few days late? Guys, this was a novel... Right, nobody ever experienced it or knew. Coronavirus. You could not react the right way. The only way you could have reacted the right way is if it didn't happen. Fauci at one point said masks will do no good. Right. And then then they, he reversed course and said, wear a mask. And so when I hear criticism of, him, of Fauci saying, well, you said you didn't wear a mask at night. Guys, it was a novel I agree coronavirus. With I agree with you, yeah. And what happens is the more you learn about it, the more you adjust, the more you know, right. and the more you know, the more you can make decisions on how to deal with it. Right. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm over the more extreme criticisms on both sides. I'm, I'm over the extreme criticism from the left. I'm over the blind, Agreed. he could do no long from the right. And I'm in the middle where it's more like, guys, if, if I'm going to listen to somebody on the Twitterverse versus Anthony Fauci, guess what? 100% every time I'm going to listen to Anthony Fauci. Now, does that mean Anthony Fauci is infallible? Does that mean he's right 100% of the time? No. Does that mean if I do exactly what Anthony Fauci says, I'm not going to get the coronavirus? No. But if I'm a betting person, I'm going to bet on Anthony Fauci over some Yahoo on the internet or Yahoo's on the internet oh, yeah. or somebody in the Twitterverse well, or that, somebody yes. IG something that they had a cousin Betty who was perfectly healthy, got it, and that's... And she wore a mask, therefore wearing masks are stupid. Wearing masks is not Stop. stupid. And I'm Stop. I'm in full support of you go out. That's why I tell my parents, don't be in your seventies, don't go out, don't get So going 70s. back to it, is this my third one for twenty twenty that sucks? Just this hyper vigilantism and over over politicization of public health and science. Well, here's my irritation, and my third one would probably be in the same realm because I get extremely irritated about the way this is handled. Like you said, we didn't know at first, so I didn't. I understood the lockdown. I understood that in March. I understood we're trying to get handled this thing. My problem is it's all, when it gets to August, and you know pretty much what you're dealing with at that point. You know a lot more. You knew that it wasn't nearly as bad as they thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? It didn't kill 10 million people. And it wasn't going to... 99.6% survival rate. So, at that point, it's like, quit shutting shit down. This is America. Let people make choices like they do in, in other places. You can't kill business. You cannot kill a mom-and-pop shop because you're wanting to flex your power over people. Okay, but here's, here's my response to that. And I'm not going to go if I can't go. I'm actually stopping you before you go someplace 
that you and I may have a serious disagreement with. I'm fine. I'm and I understand there is a there's a balancing act between. Public I don't believe our government should be telling us whether we can work or not, unless you want to pay my salary, like they did where in Canada, where they paid. We're going to pay you 80% of your salary, every citizen, until this is over because we're controlling your life. And here's, here's, here's where I come out on that, which may be different than where you Right. Are. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm not upset about it. And I kind, of, I kind of felt this way from about May on, so two months after this broke. And that is, folks, you do not have a constitutional right. I'm going to say that again you do not have a constitutional right under the United States Constitution or under any state constitution to not have to wear a mask inside of a building be it a restaurant in a building where the public are invited no I agree be it a store a restaurant etc so I think very simply, had there been more mask mandates earlier, maybe not, that not would as have, many shutdowns. That would have countered forcing certain types of businesses to shut down. Because I, I, can, I can go along with that because I'm okay with that, and I'm but, okay with a guy saying, "Guess what? You can't come in my. This is America. You can't come in my establishment without a shirt without a shirt on." Same thing. Without a mask on. It's the same thing. You can't come to my establishment. You can't, like when I went to Vino's one night and I couldn't Perfect. get upstairs because I didn't have khakis on. I didn't like it because I was dressed better than most of the yahoos with their khakis down around their knees. But it's your place, man. It's your place. So if if you think it's a, the, the coronavirus was a fake, if you think I that don't. masks don't do anything, if you think that you're being trampled upon, if you if you believe that somehow wearing a mask means you're a Biden supporter, not wearing a mask means you're a Trump supporter. If you believe any of that, you know what? I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. Don't wear a mask all you want in your home. Don't wear a mask all you want outside. But you have no right, you don't have right. to not wear a mask into a place where the public are invited. So, if everyone just wear a mask, guess what? We could have a hell of a lot more businesses open on a consistent basis. Well, and, I, I, and I'm critical of governments that are limiting, for instance, restaurants to 25%. It's ridiculous. I don't think that they should be 100%. I don't either, but that's okay. But let's, be, let's be reasonable. There's, right. There's a lot more in the middle ground to be met, but the people who are trying to find solutions in the middle ground are drowned out by the people on each side. And I'm co- and I'm not complaining about it. I think we're okay here. I think we're doing it pretty good. In, 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 in West, West Virginia. Virginia, like in Charleston, I think the restaurants and everybody the way they did it this summer, I think it was done very well. I guess I get more hyper about when I when I read and I see the things going on in places like California, where they're they these these businesses they spent tons of money to renovate the outsides, and the government says you can't do outside seating. And, and I, <laughs> I mean, I disagree with that. It's insane to Just me. Just like when the southern states primarily were allowing, you know, bars and restaurants to open, and there were huge congregations of people without masks. I'm like, well, I disagree with that too. Well, I agree with you 100 percent on the mask thing. I'm a person that was brought up. You respect the rules. You don't make them, 
If you don't like the rules, you don't go there. And so that's what I tell my kids. And listen, I could hate wearing a mask. At this point, though, I can't believe where my mindset is from where it was in May because now I'm the guy that sees the guy throwing a fit about having to wear a mask in a restaurant. I'm like, dude, respect this place. This is not your home. I get you have a point, and I get you have your beliefs and you have your thoughts, but they don't stand up here because this is not your establishment. Right. Now, I had a guy that it's, I had a guy who did our phones where we just recently moved our office, and he was telling me he went into a he went to a prospects to do their phones. It was somewhere I'm not going to say where it was, but it was a blue collar. Well, I mean, it was a very nice establishment from a revenue standpoint but it was probably in the coal industry or the, and he went in there and they had trump signs everywhere they had everything going and i'm not a trump or a biden supporter i don't care for either of them so we'll get that out of the way but he went in there and nobody had masks on he went in the conference room he's the only one to mask him because his dad's 90 he sees his dad every day he's being responsible and the part the guy stopped the meeting he said you do understand you're you're insulting us he said, how am I insulting you? And he said, because you're wearing a mask and this is a hoax. This is all political. It's all crap. And he said, we we don't wear masks in this. And he said, I'm sorry. I want to keep my mask on. And so they didn't like it. And he probably didn't get the business. But I thought, see, that's, it's, you, you should, they shouldn't be able to tell you to take your shirt off when you come into establishment. You know what I mean? If if he wants to protect himself, that's my whole thing with it. Protect well, yourself. You know, like that's... Protect yourself. But you can't give it to somebody either. And, and be kind to others. Be considerate. Because I agree with you that statistically, statistically, you know, the mortality rate is not great, not high. Statistically. No, it's not, right. But I... And this is my criticism of left-leaning slash... And on top of it wherever you decide the line is mainstream media that regardless of statistics you can find the anecdotal story well, yeah. for instance news broke yesterday about a congressman elect i'm not sure you heard about this probably not. there was a 41 year old white male congressman elect from louisiana republican who caught who was diagnosed on like I think the December 18th 17th or 18th one day later and he was going to be in, you know sworn into right. office in January one day later was hospitalized well he ended up dying he ended up dying yesterday and as far as they know there are zero there are zero adverse health issues involved no comorbidities or anything that's crazy. It's crazy. But I mean, we're talking point, about like getting hit by a bus. There's such a small but, percentage of the But the point the is, you know, those who think we should be in total, complete lockdown are going to trumpet that story and sure. say, see, you don't have Absolutely. to have comorbidity. You don't have to have some sort of underlying condition. And the other side really doesn't have anything to say, but it's like, you know what? Statistics, but that's There's where logic doesn't come up. There's always a, an exception or an anecdotal story of, that goes against the statistical always, model. Hundred percent, and that's my criticism of the left-leaning and again, depending where you are, mainstream media is 
they trumpet the they anecdotal story the, yeah, yeah. With, without giving enough credence or weight to the statistics. So Well, everybody adds you know, a slant to their whatever their motive is. Right. right. So I want to go to the positive before we leave this. You mask up yeah. everywhere you go. Everywhere I mask up everywhere. Right. I wear wash the my gym hands. every day. I wear masks. You, you wash, wash your hands, hands sanitize. Constantly. Right, right. Social distance. Absolutely. The last thing I want to do is go and give it to my, my wife's grandmother or my wife's father. Or But at the same time, I'm not going to lock myself away in my apartment. No, I'm going to go to restaurants. I'm going to go. And, I mean, you know, if, if I put my head in a restaurant, I'm like, I'm uncomfortable with the number of people here. Or I'm uncomfortable because I see people without masks. Then I'll leave. Right. But if I put my head in, I'm like, yeah, okay, I can socially distance. Everyone has a mask on. I'm good. Right. I'm going to do it. Again, if, I think it's the silent. To me, it's the silent majority in the middle that are drowned out by the right. ones at the both extremes. So, Just, all right. Good. Okay, so we went. We 20. Went, what was really good about 2020? What was really good? What was like. We talked about the three things, why it sucked. What was really good? You look back and like, damn, I'm glad that happened, or this development happened, or this was something that came into being, or a trend that started or was amplified by 2020. What was it? I feel like... I feel like my relationships with the people that I care about the most got stronger this year. And it and they came to light. You know what I mean? Like my kids. I think a lot of relationships, like with my wife, it's like you get locked up for a while. Who knows how this is gonna go? <laughs> is she gonna kill you in your sleep? Um, is it gonna be? You know, with you as a friend, I think I've gotten closer, and I've come. I've kind of that's kind of it's brought me to say, hey man, you need to be a better friend. You need to build relationships with people instead of getting. Because before this year. It's just going so fast trying to get from one thing to the next. And this year kind of forced me to slow down in a way, especially come March. It's like, okay, you're not going anywhere. You're not going to go on vacation until you know you can go on vacation, which is going to be a while. You're not going to run off for a weekend, which kind of sucked because we like to get away, even if it's to go to Columbus for a night. You know what I mean? And go to a bar and hang out and come home Sunday even just... There's none of that anymore for a while. And I think it just forced you to reflect. And it forced us to figure out other ways to develop, help she developed her business in other ways. And I think a lot of positive came out of it. I think we evolved quicker than we would have in areas because we were forced to, if that makes sense. It does make sense because there were other things that you were foreclosed from doing right because of the lockdown and i say lockdown just you know right we're still in to to a degree in lockdown right so we have to be so cognizant cognizant of everything we do so that was a good thing that came out of that's 2020 what about you uh for me it was i got to spend three months with my daughters who one was in, actually both were in college at the time last spring, were in college, one was graduating, ended up graduating virtually. 
Um, That's big. But I was able to spend three months with them. And as I as I told them, especially the older one, not to be like too I don't know, somber or anything, but honestly, there may not be another time in my entire life, literally for the rest of my life, where I'm going to be able to spend three months with both of my daughters under one roof. That may literally Probably not, no. literally be the last time. And right. I, again, I don't want to be all down no, about it. But that's it. a huge positive thing you look back on. So it was, for 2020, that was hugely positive, especially with the older one. They were both in school still. But one graduate ended up, again, graduating virtually in, in right. June and has now embarked on her first job. Very fortunate her job is waiting for her. And it was... Not the first time, but it it hit me like never before. She's a young adult. Yeah. And she's she's developed. She will always be my daughter. But more so than I can ever remember the bonds of friendship between us. Mm -hmm. And I could talk to her like an adult. And I could divulge things. And we could talk deeply about things like never before. And so that was pretty cool. Yeah, kind of a wall comes down as a parent when they get to that age. And, and again, it may have happened eventually. Right. But the fact that we were three months together and she she would walk the dogs with me every day. And just during those walks was like, the school. Well, she got me. You, might, you know what, though? You might have never got that. I'm just being honest. It might have been maybe you guys get to later in life go on vacations together. So that's where you get to bond for maybe a week or two. Yeah. And then you go back to your lives, right? So the, so that, spending three months with, getting to spend three months with them, I'm not saying it was all, you know, candy canes and cotton candy and unicorns, but well, it, it was great. Right, yeah. It was great. There's no way it was if it's anything like a regular. So what else? What else? What else? was really good about 2012. Gonna make you give give me one more. What was really good? What was really good about twenty twenty? Well, I know the sex wasn't. The sex is always good. It's no different. I mean, I get you said twenty twenty. It's this always like, good. This is like putting a marker down on the trail to see if Ange is actually gonna listen. To That's this. true. So yes. If I, if we'll I get angry texts, I'm yeah. gonna know she's made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> she might cash out at the political. And she'll hear politics and she'll be. That's why I'm bleep. That's why it's I'm, over. You know, um, Rapunzel. I'm dropping this. What? What? What else was off. great? I'm. I'm. I'm like an optimist. I don't really look at much negative usually, except some of the things I get irritated with. But the sex was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. She's not going to make it this far. You can get off that. No, but it, it was. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're just, but you just, just cover. Case. Yeah, you're just covering your bases there. Nice. <laughs> no, uh, the Bears are probably going to make the playoffs unless oh, the Packers Lord. beat them. You know, that's a good thing. No, I think that's that's for me. Like I, mean, I was, the Packers beat them. I was very encouraged. Because you know it was such a downer when they were trying to shut everything down. Even sports, and you're like, 
Okay, first of all, we lost March Madness, which is my favorite. Like, I love March Madness. So that was heart-wrenching, as silly as that sounds. But then to get baseball, which I'm not like a crazy baseball fan, but just that it's on in the background. You know what I mean? That it's going on, and I can see something on ESPN every day that's a score and a box score for the Braves. And then football starts, and yeah, so what? We have to cancel games here and there. So what's the positive? The positive, we had sports. I had games. Wow, super interesting. I had basketball. It's up again. It's the shortest offseason ever. Right? I mean, we had football, even though it was really jacked up because games kept getting canceled, which was frustrating in some sense. But we got all this new exciting stuff going on, like Dabo Sweeney busting on the Buckeyes because they only played five games. Deservedly so. And? To be busted upon, by the way. I agree. They only played five games. So there's only one way that they can make it right, and that's to beat him. Which is going to be very difficult to do, because they're so good. But... <laughs> will be difficult or will not be difficult? It will be very difficult to beat Extraordinarily Clemson. difficult. Clemson is so good. They're oh ridiculously God. good. What they did to yes. Notre Dame in that game, it was... Yes. I was like sitting there like, yes, this is going to be another 42-38 to 38 game. No. I could not believe it. I thought I didn't Clemson even, I would didn't win. I didn't even get upset over the result. I was upset that the final that the the route was on early. And I'm a Notre Dame fan for your listeners. Right. Yeah. I was upset that the route was on early. I was not stunned at all or upset by the, the final result that Clemson won and won handily. Ugh. I was disappointed that that the separation didn't come in the fourth quarter. And it's the same thing expectation I have for Alabama and Notre Dame. Alabama's going to win. Oh, Notre Dame Alabama's going to win everything. 10 to 20% chance Notre Dame wins. I will be happy if Notre Dame keeps it within striking range into the fourth quarter. Otherwise, the narrative is the same. But to go back to our topic, I'll tell you why that's interesting. Because one of my highlights of 2020, and your listeners don't know this, but I co-host a, a sports talk show every week right. on a local radio station and so I keep up with sports for obvious reasons and remember that period of time when there was literally no sports being played like yes. anywhere yes gosh that was awful there was like the Singapore professional badminton league <laughs> and there was the Latvian <laughs> professional soccer league there was one night I was watching I was watching some kind of funky pool tournament and it wasn't straight up eight ball pool which is is billiard sports or not I'm not sure. I don't think so, but I still was sitting there saying to myself, "Are you drunk? Are you this bored?" And and my What's friend, wrong with and, you? And one of my co-hosts is like that. He he said he was like a fish out of water, starving for content, and he was literally watching cricket matches and badminton matches. And I'm actually kind of joking, but not. I may have the countries cricket. wrong. I is may have cricket the, the sport that lasts days. Yes. I may have the countries wrong, but I'm not kidding you that at one point, in terms of sports being played around the globe in March, April, May, you were down to like some very off the beaten path badminton, soccer, and cricket. Is it? And what I discovered, this is my positive, was I was okay. He was like a fish out of water. Right. 
And he ended up becoming a huge fan of Korean League Baseball. Because you remember Korean League Baseball, ESPN started to That's broadcast right. Korean baseball, professional baseball, before Major League Baseball came back. And those games came on at like 5 in the morning, and the ESPN announcers were broadcasting it from, from wherever they were. Right. He became a huge fan, and he gave updates on the show all the way through the championship for Korean League Baseball. And, <laughs> and I'm looking, I'm like, dude, there's so much more in this time period. There's, I've discovered there's more. That I don't have to watch Cal Strait Northridge play. So you're UC happy we finally got some freaking on S- CBS Sports Network, you know, which is in the 400s on our local cable channel. I was able to step away and kind of examine my relationship with sports on a different level. Right. And I found that right now, for instance, what I'm far more interested in is the story behind the game. And the trends behind the games. So, for instance, I can still talk about games because I'll read game accounts, but I watch less sports now than I used to. Right. And to me, what's less interesting about the fact that Wisconsin beat Wake Forest today, 42-28 in the bowl game, mm-hmm. to me what's more interesting is, is that this Wake Forest quarterback stepped in when Jamie Newman decided to transfer to Georgia. And that Wisconsin came into the season with incredibly high hopes. They did. And then their starting senior quarterback suffered an ankle injury in preseason, which left the quarterback duties to Graham Mertz, who is the highest-ranked quarterback ever in Wisconsin history since the recruiting rankings came into effect. And he came out of the gate looking like a Heisman Trophy candidate. And then they were absolutely decimated by COVID. Had a bunch of games. Can- Those sorts of things are, to me, are more interesting. They now are interesting. Than yeah. necessarily the fact that, you know, the Wake Forest quarterback threw four interceptions in the second half today, which allowed Wisconsin to I agree start. with you. Yeah. And it's, it just forced me to take another look at sports. I think, the I think I did too because that's what so. last week when the Buckeyes played and it was a tighter game. No, in the championship in Northwestern, Northwestern, right? They played and I was getting some crap from friends because I'm a Buckeye fan. I pull for them. And my response was, how, how important is your starting safety and your starting linebacker that are your top players on your defense to you? They're pretty big deal. And if you notice... The Northwestern was lighting up the middle of the field all day because that safety had his head up his ass because he was a backup that played all year. And it's like, and then there's another 20 players other than those two. You got some offensive linemen. Not that that's an excuse because the thing is, is great coaches like a Nick Saban, they have the they got next man up, right? Always the next man up. Okay. There's I like let four, my guys play in the fourth quarter so they're ready to play when the guy like gets There's like four hurt. or five programs that can say that in the country, though. But Ohio State should be one of them. Well, I think they are one of them in most years. I think this most was a, years, yeah. This was a little bit of a dip in I think that's why the they'll Ohio get their State butts kicked. Pool. That's why they're going to get – not because of the talent pool. I think they're going to get their butt kicked. This was one of their better teams from a starting lineup standpoint. They're going to get their butt kicked because they only played five games. You six. need more six games, but you need more. I think 
the guys that have played 10, 11 games, I think you played that many games together and you stay healthy. The continuity. It's just chemistry. You there's you mentioned no the timing, chemistry. the chemistry. Yeah, so, but I think you're right. I, it really, honestly, I guess one of the best things that happened this year, honestly, probably saved my life and me from going crazy, is that we completed a fantasy football season. <laughs> and I'm not kidding because I literally, that is the most bonding I get with my two brothers and other guys, but especially my two brothers from. August until now, it's constant communication, and then we'll we'll break, and we won't we won't connect as much, but literally it's nonstop communication, and it's waiting for Monday night, and then eating you know just like dying to get to Thursday night, and talking shit, and you know what I mean. So for us to be able to get all those games in, and even though wasn't always great because you had players missing. and But it was awesome to still complete a season when everybody thought there's no way they're going to complete a season. I completely understand. So it was... One of my dearest friends is my broadcast partner for the University of Charleston men's and women's basketball games. And, uh, you know, I'm missing not doing that because I'm D2, the conference has not started yet they're not starting until january right and even then they're not the university of charleston's not allowing fans and i'm not sure what the we're going to be allowed to broadcast or not but my point is between when the basketball season starts in late november to at the d2 level through the end of february first week of march he and i together are constantly communicating together two three times a week right and he's a dear friend I love him to death and spend like a concentrated amount of time together yeah and then boom once it's off season I still love him but we are just you know we're doing our own things he's got his own thing going on I'm going this way and we'll we'll communicate but nothing like during the season yeah, it's kind of nice. It's, back, it's the same sort of thing. Yeah, it's exciting. And That's so how it is with these. There's a rhythm to it almost. There's a rhythm. And it's, I it's, call it circadian rhythm. We've done this since 2006. We all have a circadian rhythm to our lives so that when those rhythms are disrupted, and 2020 is disrupted, it's been a big rhythms disruption. like never before. Right. So if you have a rhythm in your life that was not disrupted by two, the events of 2020 like you had, mm-hmm. that's, that's a huge positive. Yeah, it was a huge part. But, I mean, like you said, since 2006 we've done this. And I'll say this. Probably there's always 12 guys in the league, but there's six to eight of us that have been – that made this league. And I moved back here in 2012. But, I mean, we did this at night at bars. Like, we were – during the week, we were always grabbing drinks, right? Six of us, like, constantly. Then I moved away. So now we started that WhatsApp group, and it's like every August – it's on. Now, we keep it going all year. You know, guys will be throwing stuff up all year on there. But, and we'll be talking during the day. I'll look and I'll see 100 notifications, you know, because they've been talking about something. It could be anything. It could be whatever. But there's something about August. We have the draft, and then all of a sudden, everybody's engaged. And it's like all these guys that you didn't know like there's two or three guys have been in the league for three years, and now it's like they're great friends. It's weird. Because yeah, no, you spend more time communicating with them than you do 
almost anybody other than the people in your household. And again, I'm not in a fantasy league now. I have done baseball, basketball, and football. I'm not in it now. We're going to get me in your league eventually. We're gonna get, you're, gonna, you're on the list now. But, but to me, and I'm uber competitive. Right. And I pay attention. I'm active on the waiver wire and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, the money that I spend, to me, is the entertainment slash commodity payment. Right. I get That's enough I entertainment, and I, and I so enjoy the banter and the camaraderie that if I would never win a dime, I would gladly pay the money as long as I was getting that entertainment value and that camaraderie back. Because that's the fun part. That's it for me. The, the crap that's going back and forth. Fantasy football is the excuse, the, man. Yeah. It's the excuse to be Ex- together. Perfect. It's what it is. Yes. Yes. But. Yes. Well, I know we're running long. I was going to say once one thing. No, we're good. 2021. One thing, one thing you want to get out of 2021. Because every... And I'm not talking about a resolution. Screw resolutions. No, screw resolutions. But one thing that coming out of the year that 2020 was, what's one thing you want out of 2021? I wish the listeners could see the steam coming out of your ears right now. Gosh, what do I want? And I'm going to put it on mute to, to like hide the <laughs> grinding of the metal wheels in your head right now. Oh. Only they could see you. It's like I feel like I can, I'm making a wish or something. No, mm. I... No, no, I think it's just to, to to enhance what's important and remember what's important, family, friendships, as silly and maybe as, you know, as silly as that may sound. That's really, when you think about it, the only thing that brings you a lot of joy or satisfaction. What we just talked about, those guys and what we've got as friends with with our families with your daughters like it, it could go back to normal and you could lose a piece of that it's funny the way you just said that because what I want out of 2021 is a re- return to quote unquote normal right but for myself personally I don't want to go back to where I was 12 months ago. Because, you know what? The events of 2020 forced me to slow down, reevaluate what's important, and think about, again, it's not a hoax. People are dying. No, no, absolutely and even not. With, even with the probabilities, percentages, etc. Sure, they're, they're, no, there's people dying. Too many people dying. Too many people, people dying. Too many people dying. Too many day. people dying. Of a lot of things every day. So 2020 kind of hit me with life is short, life is precious, and because of that, you have to live. I'm not saying go and blow all your money and don't plan for a future, blow your retirement. I'm not saying no, any no, of that. No, 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 no. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe a Bears-Packers trip would be good. Still on the books. If if they let us into Soldier Field in 2021, I told you. Uh, But I feel like 2020 kind of forced us, stripped away a whole bunch of stuff and made us concentrate on what's accessible, easily accessible and important. Mm -hmm. Spending time at home, spending time with people uh, we want to spend time with. And, And 
even if things return to normal, what I want out of 2021 is to a recognition of I, I like that. I like right. what 2020 forced me to deal with and recognize what's important. And I want to continue with those trends in 2021 and spend time with the people I, I cherish and trust and, and want to spend time with. And mm-hmm. those things I want to explore and try, I want to do that in 2021. That's me. I want to do more of what my passions are. Yeah. You know, things I enjoy instead of just grinding. Because I think 2020 took away a lot of things. But the things that you miss are what you're passionate about. The things you don't miss are like just the drudgery that you had to do. You felt you had to do. Right. So... You know, I felt like I had to be in the office every day at 7.30. I feel like I couldn't leave before 6. Right. Guess what? You can. I can. And you can still get it done. I can still get it done from home. <laughs> right. So it's that's a big just positive. A anecdote. So that's what I look for. I, I like it. It's yeah. good stuff. So this is Bell Mead. I really like this. You like that? Yeah. Bell Mead bourbon, folks. Bell Mead bourbon. Sour mash whiskey straight bourbon. Well, that's it. We'll do it again. Maybe next week. Ange, love you. I hope you made it this far. She and you hasn't. Aren't too, too She's mad. not made it this far. I can tell you, maybe next week I'll tell you some African stories. I don't know. From when I was in Africa for a summer. Yeah. That could sound bad, but I mean, I spent a summer spent in Africa. Some, no. I've got I'm, some African stories. And I'll tell you about the book that I have about uh, service vacations. I like it. I had, I had a, a, a hippopotamus try to get in the van service with me. Projects. Okay. Yeah. All right. Aspirations. Aspirations. That's an aspiration. I like it. All right. Good night, all.